Welcome to Shift, a podcast series with Jared and Corey, designed to change how we own our individual journeys and our collective growth. Let's explore the dynamism of the human condition together. So I'm Jared, and I'm sitting here with Corey. How's it going today, Corey? Great. Great. Sunny day. Yes, it is. And today we're talking about empathy, right? What is it? Why is it so important? Yep. How can we have more of it in our everyday lives? It's something I know you care a lot about. Yep, it is in the title of my company. Exactly. Very important. And we were talking about it at dinner the other night, yeah. uh, you know, how we can get more of it ourselves, the people we work with. Yeah, and like how important it was to us. I think we talked about different moments where it really w- impacted the way we showed up. So, exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation and uh, giving our listeners something to walk away with. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, like say something profound to me right now. <laughs> yeah. Now I think, I, I, I think, you know, I would argue that empathy or lack of empathy is at the root of some of, some or most of the challenges that we see in our, in our relationships, in our uh, corporations, in our government, in our politics. Um, that, that inability or unwillingness to, to really kind of step out of, of your norm, your, your day-to-day ex- experiences, um, and put yourself in that kind of vulnerable place where you're listening, you're not the expert, you're not, uh, you know, you're not in control. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, especially when you say not the expert, because I feel like empathy, like when you really think about it, is not a personal thing. So I think we think of empathy almost as like one of a set of feelings that you're supposed to be able to exhibit. But it's like empathy really is actually about the other person. And so you're not an expert when it comes to empathy. You're actually in a position of learning because you're actually trying to figure out how do I put myself in somebody else's shoes? How do I understand what their experience is? Because I don't understand it, but I want to understand from them. So it's really about kind of stepping back and, and opening yourself up to like learning what it's like. Exactly. You know? And that takes, that takes um, vulnerability and courage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I would argue though, how can, how can we get to a place kind of as a society collectively where, where it's not uh, that courageous mm. to be empathetic? Yeah. You see what I'm getting? How can we yeah. shift that norm how can we move the needle of what the norm is where, you know, where empath- empathy and empathetic people, especially in positions of power and leadership and, and visibility, um, are the norm yeah. instead of like, wow, that's so cool to see an empathetic, you know, CEO. Like, where yeah. can that just be? The, how can we get to a place where that's the norm? Yeah, it's, it's so funny you say that because I'm thinking like, I remember growing up, it was always like, you know, if you take like the personality test and, you know, they're like, oh, like this, there's like in Myers-Briggs, it's like you're either a feeler or you're a thinker. Mm-hmm. You take strength finders and it's like, oh, like they have these interpersonal relationship ones that are very like much interwoven and analytical and things like that. And it's to be honest, I feel like when I was growing up, I used to think that it was maybe not like a desired skill set or mm-hmm. trait to have because like the classroom and like the 
like rooms or meeting spaces that I occupy really emphasize this idea of like how can you be more analytical or how can you like really just like take no nonsense and think about this problem and get it done and like uh, you know feelings get in the way of like really critical <laughs> thinking and it's like I used to not necessarily think of it as a skill in the context of any of the work that I did so it's interesting when you say that because it's like almost kind of what we're saying is that why empathy is important is actually because it's a skill set to balance out some of those things and not necessarily like a, like it's something we actually would desire in like leadership or in yeah. you know, people we work with or whatever well and I think what, what I'm hearing from you just sharing that is that uh, it's 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 evolving in a good way, I think, but it's still seen as um, not a strength. Mm -hmm. So when we think of strength, you know, and if you can see my air quotes here, right? If, you, <laughs> if we're thinking of strength, we think of those things like analytical skills and you know, get stuff done and you know, deliverables and results and yeah. you know, all that stuff. And not to say that those aren't um, important, but we see if you're going to be empathetic, if you're going to be vulnerable. That that's kind of a sign of weakness, mm, right? Mm, yeah. And that you know that there's so much to unpack there around masculinity and you know just societal expectations and different mm -hmm. cultures and stuff, yeah. you know. But um, so I think that's what what our job is in talking about this and helping other people understand, you know, as you said from from the top, from from a, a perspective of of storytelling. How do we how do we tell our own stories mm -hmm. uh, and the and the collective story um, with a, through a lens of empathy for ourselves, for the journey we're on, for the mistakes we've made, for the type of world that we want to see mm. and live in and be in. Yeah, no, right. it's interesting because when I think about empathy, like I really feel like there's almost a, a sense of like validation that comes from mm -hmm. like being able to like empathize with other people um, but also to hear the stories of other people and have them kind of share something that maybe resonates mm -hmm. with you because like when you're talking about like how do we kind of enter into these spaces and allow empathy in i think a lot about part of the reason that we maybe don't is that we're afraid people are not going to understand or we're afraid mm -hmm. to like let ourselves like tell a story because somebody is going to think that you know that's not a common experience but um, I think what we're seeking or what we're looking for when we ask people to be more empathetic is really asking for people to like validate our, our experiences. And so yeah. I think if we look at it like that, empathy is like really important, really because it gives people the validation to have the stories that they have or to tell the stories in spaces that they might not feel like they could tell them in yep. um, and yep. be the people that their stories have shaped them to be in the spaces that they're yeah. in. Yeah. Well, and I love that. And to, to, to tap into your own understanding of your evolution of consciousness. So like for example, you know, my, my father passed away <clears throat> about uh, 18 and a half years ago, September of 2000. Um, he died of AIDS. He told me he was gay when I was 14. This is growing up in the 80s in Southern California. Reagan was still president. You know, a lot of uh, exter external context and externalities and um, things that were kind of beyond my control. But I remember when he told me um, and then six, eight months later, he told me that his partner, John, had died of AIDS. And I had, I had no empathy for him, for his partner. I, I didn't have a broader context. Part of it was my age and my youth, but part of it was just the culture that I had been brought up yeah. in. Um, that, that just wasn't something, the, the stigma overrode any sort of empathy um, and connection that I might have had. 
Mm. So part of my story, you know, through decades, is is coming to understand um, what I was kind of missing out on, yeah. by not having empathy, the connection with him, the learning, the understanding, the meeting new people. And as I got older and older, I I was very intentional mm-hmm. about being empathetic precisely because I hadn't been yeah. for so long in so many areas of my life. Yeah. It's interesting. One thought that I had uh, as you were talking was like this idea of like barriers and how mm-hmm. empathy can help break down barriers yeah. because as you were talking about your story about your father and his like relationship, but then also like him coming out to you mm-hmm. is just when you think about like what empathy could have done in that moment <laughs> yeah. really is like yeah. allowing you to actually see past whatever thing that was making you feel like, oh, I can't connect with this story right now. And like what that would have done, yeah. not only for him in that moment, but also for yourself and being able to really understand something that maybe you hadn't experienced before, but that you could relate to in a different way. Exactly. And so I think about that a lot. I was actually having a conversation with a friend last weekend about barriers and how maybe out of fear or out of like just not being willing to see ourselves in a changed environment, we're afraid or we put barriers up to keep ourselves yeah. from like having to experience that. Our but, limiting beliefs, yeah. obstacles, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. so many, you know, you know, you brought up storytelling earlier and, and you know, uh, that's core to my work on myself, but also with the people, you know, the individuals and, and companies I work with is, is how, how do we as individuals and then collectively get uh, recognize what those barriers are what the what is what is the dilemma that we're trying to solve mm. right and we might not even know what it is but there's something i mean any story has a dilemma the main character is is here and they need to, they want to get here and there's something either in their mind or you know, there's something that's blocking them. And so what is that from a story? So in the, in the context of empathy that we're talking about, it's often, um, it's, in, it's in our heads. It's yeah. in, and we need, we need others to kind of give us permission. Mm. Not in like the teacher kind of giving permission with the, you know, the bathroom pass, you know, hall pass, but like uh, public like modeling that vulnerability. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a different way to be I saw him or her or them do that and like, okay, I didn't, I didn't even think I could be like that. Yeah. And now that I've seen it, I, I, I want it. Yeah. No, it's, you know, so, um, I was doing some reading before this on like kind of thinking about empathy from like a psychology perspective. Like mm-hmm. they, uh, broke it down. into kind of like three types of empathy. Like mm-hmm. there's like the aspect of empathy that's very much, uh, about cognitive. So what you were saying about like, Oh, I thinking like, I am thinking about like, or I'm experiencing or seeing this and I'm able to internalize that this thing is happening to this person. And I'm able to pick up on that because of like behaviors that they're going through or things I can read about their like emotional state. Then they have like the emotional, which is like, I actually like feel it. Like, so I can see that you seem sad and I feel sad because you are sad. And then that's like the emotional connection. But then the part that I feel like is almost like the next step is compassion. Like, Mm -hmm. so the compassionate empathy, which is like, not only do I see it and I can rationalize that this is happening, but it is compelling me to act in some way. And so I think to your point about like being able to show up in a space, it's like, how do you, like, if you are doing something and you're doing the type of empathy uh, where you 
you are allowing people to like be themselves or you are showing up in some way and acting on your empathy mm-hmm. in a way that unlocks other people uh, for maybe again like getting over barriers that they felt like they had to be who they are in that space like that's like that's a beautiful thing like yeah. that's the empathy kind of at its finest yeah no i love that how you kind of broke that up that's so true and core to that i think is is you know brene brown talks about it um and she it's empathy is the not necessarily that i've experienced the same thing as you but that i've experienced the same type of feelings and emotions as you so i'm relating to the 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 feeling that you are having from you know whatever experience it is does that make sense right yeah yeah so it's like not like so i think a lot of times where empathy gets uh, uh, impeded is where people say well hmm you know i don't know what it's like to to do that so I, I just can't really i can't really understand it so therefore i'm not going to be sympathetic but i might not know exactly what happened to you or experience exactly what happened to you but the 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 type of emotion that you have from that experience that's where empathy comes in where i can relate to that like oh i know what it's like to feel lonely to feel mm. isolated to feel rejected to yeah. feel right and that's where that's where the connection um, you know, interpersonal connection comes yeah. from. No, I say that all the time in like my allyship work is that yeah. at the end of the day, allyship really isn't, um, I mean like it's important to understand where people come from. Yes, it's important to understand the identities and like the history that shape those identities. But at its core, like allyship is really about understanding what it feels like to be excluded mm-hmm. for a reason that you like having experienced the exclusion like feel like is unfair or feel like is not right and so you know for a different when I think about allyship I think not necessarily about like I want you to understand what it's like to be ex- excluded as a black man I want to see what it I want you to see what it feels like to be excluded as a woman in this space it's like I want you to connect with that feeling of exclusion that you had in your own mm-hmm. life and then I want you to reflect that back to me in a way that is compassionate yeah. and in a way that connects with my own experiences with exclusion. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, you know, because we were talking before we went on around, you know, okay, why, why empathy? So we've kind of talked, yeah, it's important. And I think everyone would kind of intellectually say, yeah, okay, empathy is important, right? So I don't think we'd have a lot of argument. In the context of storytelling and, and allyship, really, um, and I like to broaden allyship to like, Allyship, in a way, I mean, I don't want to reduce it to this, but in a way, it's just like being cool with people, right? Like not letting these these um, perceived, or even even if they're you know quote unquote real differences, like uh, separate us, mm-hmm. right? So how can I just connect on like on a uh, like a humane you know human to human, like the human condition? We all have something that we share, and if we're open to to seeking that out and wanting it then you know that's where that's where we you know we can connect more deeply and that's where the magic happens you know awesome. yeah so Corey, how how does one build empathy I mean, we've been talking about it as kind of something we we want or we want people to have and some of us have you know we're all on different journeys to kind of really be empathetic people how how do we get there yeah like um, what tips can we give our listeners where you know, yeah. like what, what does it really take? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting for sure uh, to think about when I, so after, this is a couple of years ago, after uh, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling, uh, two black men who were 
killed by police officers doing different things in different cities. Uh, it was really heavy for me. And so I think I was the beneficiary of somebody being empathetic to me in that scenario. Um, and I remember what they did that I appreciated in that moment was first, they slowed me down. I remember really feeling like I'm trying to just show up for this day and pretend like nothing is wrong because the world doesn't want to know why this thing affected me so or they don't want they don't care about my emotions, my emotional state. But this person like made it a point to say like, hey what well, you know, day is busy, but I am going to let you know that I have time to listen to you and even if you say I'm fine three times in a row, I'm gonna ask you a fourth time because mm -hmm. I think you need to slow down. Um, they then created the space, uh, really gave me an opportunity to actually go somewhere with them to actually talk. And from an empathy perspective, building the empathy, they listened. They weren't there to talk to me about their views on black, like men, Black Lives Matter, black men being killed by police officers, police brutality, or their views on like you know law enforcement. They were there to understand how it felt to be a black man who saw other black men being murdered um and then they seemed at least to me like i and this partly is because i know them a little bit they were very open to learning yeah. what my experience was and really understanding how it shaped or why my experience like moving through life uh made me feel some connection to what alvin sterling and flano castile experience being pulled over by police officers as i was saying if you're thinking about building empathy i think it's really about being in a position of wanting and always encouraging yourself to learn uh and then really the final thing i think was suspending the need to be right so yeah. i think that's something that and maybe not just in the context of empathy but generally like if you're really trying to learn something new and build capacity in the space you have to be comfortable with getting it wrong you have to be comfortable with being told that you don't have like the best answer or the best approach. And I think this person really came to me in a way that was, again, not about an agenda or a position. It wasn't about like what the politics of this scenario was, but really just opened themselves up and gave me a chance to tell my story. So I'd imagine you probably, speaking of story, probably have a kind of way of approaching empathy that's rooted in that and like building empathy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, you said so many good things. I almost don't want to even, you know, repeat them or, or say anything more. But I will say uh, it's, it's like humility. It's being interested in other people on purpose and and not, um, not coming in with any agenda, except to listen to the person and validate, in, in this case, your, your experience. Um, even if, or especially if, it doesn't relate to your experiences. So me as a white man, I can't and don't and maybe never will really understand what it mean what it's like to be a black man getting pulled over by a cop with what might seem like a routine traffic stop so i have the choice it's really about choice empathy and allyship right i have a choice i can go like well for me it's no big deal it's kind of a pain in the butt might get a fine ticket might you know think the cops a jerk but i'm going to be okay i'm going to walk away and maybe owe 100 bucks 
So if I come with that attitude, I'm going to be like, why you, what's the big deal? Right? So it's really about a choice on how to relate to people. Um, you know, so I asked you, like, how do we build that? I think, you, you know, we listen, we be humble, and we be open. And we, and, you know, everything you said is, is right on. Um, I think it, it takes practice. And t it takes starting to think of yourself and your relationships with other people in a new way. In a new way that emphasizes connection and validation and, um, and compassion. You've been listening to Shift, a podcast series with Jared and Corey, designed to change how we own our own individual journeys and our collective growth. We want to thank you for listening. And Jared, do you want to tell them where we can find you? Yeah, thanks, Corey. Uh, yep, you can find me at uh, jaredcarroll.com. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-A-R-O-L.com. I'm also uh, available at thirdstoryrevolution.com. We're really using the lens of, of storytelling and, and narrative to uh, catalyze inclusive leadership and, and, and inclusive culture. And Corey, I know this work is central to, to your work, so where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at coreyponder.com, that's C-O-R-E-Y-P-O-N-D-E-R. -E the E is important in Corey. And also, you can find me at my business site, uh, which is called Impact Strategies, E-M-P-A-C-T. Next episode, we'll be talking about compassion. So we really hope that you join us to listen in and learn with us. Thank you very much. Thank you.